0: Strap on your boots and put on your underwear, but not necessarily in that order, because it's episode 156 of the Fanboy Podcast. I'm Brett Muro, and it's Friday, as I'm recording this Friday, July 15th, and uh, boy, do we have a show for you today. Uh, it will be another solo edition of the Fanboy Podcast this week. Um, sadly, uh, Mario's uh, abuela passed away um, yesterday. And uh, obviously uh, him and his family are, are uh, you know, contending with that right now. So, um, you know, if uh, you're on Twitter, send some kind words to Mario. Um, he's obviously, he's very, very close uh, with his grandmother. Uh, she was a wonderful, wonderful woman, made a mean Bernil And uh, yeah, you should uh, just send him lots of love and uh, and uh, care his way and to, to him and his family. Uh, so sadly, he will not be joining us this week. But I once again did not want to deny our faithful listeners. So here we are. We have a pretty big show. Uh, Not a lot of crazy major news, but uh, there are a lot of little topics to go through. Um, It's another uh, Friday morning edition, so I will be enjoying my coffee. This is my fun little uh, officially licensed Nintendo Boo mug, which is awesome because he's a boo. But the thing that's weird, and I'll I'll try to show you, I tilt it, the the top kind of curves in. It's not that conducive for drinking coffee and and it it, it results in a lot of coffee dripping and spilling. So um, I'm going to really try because I'm wearing a white t-shirt while I'm drinking coffee because I'm smart. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try not to spill coffee on myself, but inevitably it'll probably happen and I'll be pretty pissed off. But anyway, I'm going to enjoy my coffee. I'm waking up. Uh, I actually like doing these on Friday morning. I mean, Mario and I usually record them Thursday nights, but um, sometimes if uh, he can't join, and I have uh, some time in the morning. I like to do it. It's just a get up. I get to talk to you guys, get to go through all the crazy news. It gives me a couple extra hours, too, in case any other news stories came out. Um, last night, as I was preparing, uh, originally, we thought we were going to record last night. Um, it didn't seem like there were that many topics. And I found like a couple more that were interesting to talk about. So it, it kind of paid off. So here we are, folks. Uh, let's do it. Did I say I'm Brett Miro? I'm Brett Miro. Alright folks, so, uh, as always, we're going to start off with what Brett's been watching and playing. And uh, folks, what have I been doing? So, uh, on the video game front, pretty much been sticking with what I've uh, been talking to you guys about uh, week after week. I'm still playing Tales of Arise. I am still enjoying it. The combat is very fun. It is anime as all hell. But it is the Tales series, uh, as my good friend Isaac, uh, Emblemaniac, on Twitter uh, as he has always put it, he goes, "What did you expect? It's a Tales game." So he's right. Uh, it's great, though. I'm really enjoying it. It's very, very fun. Um, really, really flashy. A lot, of, a lot of cool special moves and, and things. And uh, the graphics are absolutely beautiful on PlayStation Five. So still going into that. Um, I dipped back into Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, I finished that. Uh, when I say that, I beat the main story. But there's this whole end game. And what looks like uh, there's a whole nother like special, uh, I mean, spoilers, I guess. After you beat the, you know, the main boss uh, at the end of the little volcano, like world, it's like world five or world six. There is like a whole other section of the game that opens up and there's still like a tons of challenges and little collectibles and things I've missed in the other levels. And you can keep upgrading all of your different power ups to different levels. And then beyond that, you can start investing more coins and stuff to like actually make them more powerful so there's a lot lot in here um and i have to say towards the end the game did start to get challenging it's you know kirby games are usually uh everyone always kind of like says oh they're kitty games and they're too easy and and they are very easy they're very simple But um, especially towards some of the later boss fights, like, the game expects you to to really start, you know, utilizing all the tools and really think about also, like, what power-ups you're going to be using and what type of enemy you're taking on. Um, I think that does make a difference. Um, Kirby can actually kind of, like, dodge in this game, too, and that becomes, like, very important later on in some of the bosses. You need to dodge some really big attacks that do a lot of damage, and you go into a cool slow-mo. And it makes it into, like, almost like a more of, like, an action game really, really cool. Was not expecting it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And I think I am going to go back and continue with this end game stuff. Uh, it's it's like a fun game. Just kind of hop in, play a level or two and then hop back out. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, have I checked anything else out? Uh, there was uh, some new additions to the Sega Genesis online uh, with Nintendo switch. So if you do have the Nintendo switch online plus expansion pack, what a name uh, you do have Sega Genesis games access there. And they just added a couple more. Uh, the one I cared about because I don't, no, I don't. I've never played it. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think, it might not have been released in America, but I could be lying. But uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars, which is actually like a 16 bit remaster of Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. Uh, so they took those versions, upgraded the 16 bit graphics, put it on the Sega Genesis. Um, I don't think the music sounds as good as it does on the NES. I think I like the more low lo-fi chiptune, uh, you know, aspect of the soundtrack that's from the original NES releases. Um, but, you know, the Sega Genesis has a pretty cool sound chip, but I feel like there's something, maybe I'm just too used to the other ones, but there's something off about it. Uh, but I, I did start playing Mega Man 2, and I beat, like, I think, like, Airman and... I think I just played Beat Airman and then I I put it down, but I might actually hop back into it because I'm just curious to see how all the levels look with like the little 16 bit uh, sheen. It's something I've actually, I've known about this game, but I never played it before. So kind of cool. And I don't think it's ever been re-released. So it's kind of like a weird curio to have in your, in your collection. Um, So yeah, I've been mostly dipping into that. Uh, Anything else I'm trying to think if I've played. Anything else special? I think that's kind of most of the main things I've been I've been kind of hopping into. I'm also about to uh, go on um, like vacation from work. I have two weeks off, so I'm off until August 1st. So I'll have plenty of time, uh, hopefully, uh, to game uh, in between trying to finish up things for my wedding <laughs> that we have to still book and do. So um, I will probably not be able to do that much, as much as I'd like to. But I'll definitely get some extra gaming in, and uh, that should be fun and I'm looking forward, and I also have my bachelor party coming up, so that's going to be, hopefully I survive that, uh, so that's what I've been playing, now watching, um, so uh, there's a little show on Disney Plus called Miss Marvel, and uh, Mario and I talked about it one week, I think before it came out, and we're both kind of like lukewarm on it, and uh, I was just, you know, I said, I don't know if that one's going to be for me, just because of the tone, the setting, and I don't know, but um, thanks to uh, and if, if you're listening, you could see the disgust on my face. but uh, thanks to people on Twitter um, who cannot keep their fucking mouth shut. Uh, you know, I unfortunately encountered some spoilers, uh, reveals from the finale. Um, if you haven't uh, gotten spoiled yet, uh, I'm not gonna spoil it here, but you know watch out. Uh, but unfortunately, I did see that, but in a way that also that made me say, well, I guess this is now required viewing. Um, it seems like there's some big stuff, and I like listen. the The reviews are actually pretty high on it. A lot of people are saying it's one of the better Disney Plus shows. So I said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. So yesterday, I watched episode one and two of Miss Marvel, and it's good it's good. The writing's really good. Um, it's interesting. Um, I, I really like, uh, actually that they're diving into like the history of Pakistan and her family history. And I think it's really, really neat. It's something that I don't know anything about and it's super interesting. Um, I'm surprised like how much they've gone into it just in those first two episodes. And I heard there's a lot more, but like, they really kind of like are starting to like dig into like the, the politics of it. And that's interesting. That's real world stuff, uh, that actually happened. And, uh, you know, that a lot of these, you know, immigrant families, um, have dealt with and, uh, you know, have these like splits and, and divides in their family. And, and, uh, there's a lot of, you know, like pain and hurt from like British imperialism and stuff like that, that happened. So really, really interesting. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, like I said, so far, the show's really good. The high school setting is not really bothering me. And, you know, I shouldn't even – that was stupid of me, I think, to assume that, like, oh, it's not for me. Because, listen, uh, as you know, you listen to the show, Mario and I love Superman and Lois, uh, which is, you know, for better or for worse, has some CW uh, vibes, you know, in it, the, the, the you know uh, – even though I think it's a, it's not as CW as Arrow and The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, it still has some of those leanings, and that's got a lot of high school drama and good stuff. And I've enjoyed that show, and, and some of that stuff is actually really, really well um, written and engaging, and I think uh, that's the same uh, case for Miss Marvel. So, yeah, I've watched two episodes. I think there's only six altogether, if I'm not mistaken. So I watched two. I think I might um, try to just bang the rest out. Maybe I'll record another video um, separately or we'll wait till next week um, if Mario returns. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to get a chance to watch it. So like I said, maybe I'll do it myself. But I would love to like do like a little like series review of it because it is short. I think I'll be able to get through it. And uh, it seems like all the stuff's really good, uh, you know, from what I've heard, like all the way to the end. It's one of the better Disney Plus shows what I'm hearing. So uh, stay tuned. I will give you more details. But so far, really enjoying it. Um, I think it's I think it's it's cool. So, hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to just open up your mind and you got to try new things. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm a 36-year-old male. What am I going to find to liking this? Guess what? I just fucking like superheroes, man. I just like superhero stuff. So if you do it good and the writing's well, do it good. If you do it well and the writing's good, that probably sounds better. Might not be correct. Don't care. It's early. I didn't finish my coffee. Uh, But, yeah, guess what? You, You expand your horizons and you might be surprise so there you go folks uh check out miss marvel on disney plus if, if you've been resistant to it or want to watch it um i would say give it a shot next our superman on film update for july 15 2022 is nothing that's it folks there's nothing nothing this week i got nothing uh so let's move on <laughs> top gun maverick sinks titanic you like that headline I made it myself. Uh, so yeah, top gun Maverick just passed Titanic as paramount's top grossing film. I'm reading this off of ign.com. Uh, so fun fact, if you've listened to revenge of the fans, our previous podcast, I probably talked about it, but I've never actually seen Titanic all the way through from start to finish. I've seen clips, I've seen scenes, but I've never seen the whole movie and I'm proud of it. I'm damn proud. Uh, but yeah, Top Gun has earned six hundred and one point nine million at the domestic box office, surpassing Titanic's total gross of six hundred point seven million. So about a one point two million more. Uh, so this movie is, um, yeah, it's be- it's 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 a juggernaut. It's become Tom Cruise's highest grossing film ever, um, and it's earned over a billion at the global box office. And it's not. A superhero movie, you know, because that's like always the thing. Like, you know, only only superhero films can make this kind of money now, and they're the only things that get attention from the studio. And this is a sequel from a movie that's from fucking thirty years old. Like, I don't even know if necessarily anyone was asking for this movie, um, but just because of the people involved and everyone who came back and. Uh, yeah, and I regret to, to tell you that I still have not seen this movie. I want to see it. I just have not been able to get to the theater. Uh, work's been kind of hectic and busy these last uh, month, month and a half, and uh, just haven't had the time. So uh, I don't even know if it's still in theaters, if I can actually catch it on a screen. Um, I may try to do that in the next week if that's possible. Otherwise, I'll just have to wait. But um, yeah, crazy, crazy success good for Tom Cruise I'm a big Tom Cruise fan as you know love him and uh, I think it's great that uh, this movie came out and that it's doing so well and people are really psyched and it seems like a, you know a real reason to go to the movie theater it's one of those movies that you probably need to or or should see in a theater and I may have blew my chance so shame on me so that's Top Gun Maverick let us let me know too if you saw it what you thought of it. Um, I'm curious for people that maybe like, didn't like it because it seems like everyone does. So if you didn't like it, you might be interesting to me, sir or ma'am. Um, let's move on the Russo brother. So they just had a, a movie come out called the gray man on Netflix. It's with, uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. So they've been doing some press and whatnot. And of course, Um, they, they're trying to probably promote that movie and they're just getting a million questions about Marvel stuff. Um, let me take a sip of my coffee. Not to question about Marvel stuff. So, um, as they, you know, have stepped away since Endgame, you know, they gave us a lot of good Marvel movies. Um, it, you know, we don't know if they're gone for good necessarily, maybe we don't know, but interesting uh thing came up they were speaking to deadline and uh apparently that um they love you know obviously they talked about how much they love marvel and all that stuff and um the one thing that they have put a lot of thought into and could you know be uh, uh, um, a return for them is if they were able to make Secret Wars apparently they love the Secret Wars storyline and that is something that they've definitely thought about and you know if they were gonna come back to Marvel it seems like they would want to do something like that um also you know talking about that uh I'll, I'll read quote it's a massive undertaking um those two movies were very hard to make meaning Infinity War and Endgame so, trying to imagine making another two movies even bigger than those two, we're going to have to sleep on that. So, yeah, that, that would be a very, very, very big undertaking. Um, if you don't know the Secret Wars, that's the whole thing with uh, the Beyonder, and then he like he wants like the villains and heroes to fight, so he makes like a battle world, which is like a bunch of other planets and Earth and all the stuff. Um, but you know that includes classically includes Avengers, X Men, Fantastic Four, um, Spider Man, uh, Doctor Doom. uh uh, octopus kang the conqueror ultron and galactus so um interestingly enough um obviously we know fantastic four is on the horizon um x-men we know is something that will happen eventually Uh, obviously we we have the avengers already we have spider-man uh if the fantastic four come into play dr doom is coming into play uh kang the conqueror is already in play Um, We've had Ultron already, but because of the whole multiverse thing doesn't mean we can't have more Ultrons. And uh, you would assume Galactus comes into the picture with Fantastic Four as well. So we are getting to a point in the MCU where a lot of these characters will now be in and available. Uh, Maybe not all the original characters. It might not be the same lineup, but it seems like once a lot of those players are in, that could be something that they do. Um, Now, likely... And I haven't seen the, the, the Miss Marvel finale. So I hear like, there might be a little more direction on where the, you know, phase four is going. Uh, but, um, based off of like the, the Loki show, um, I think we know that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the new big bad, uh, moving forward. So it looks like we're going to have that. So if, if there is a secret wars, I don't see that happening until like after this Kang the Conqueror thing wraps up, you know, whatever they're building towards with that. Um, we don't really know the plan. We have no idea. Um unless you've seen the finale of miss marvel then you might know the plan and i don't because i'm trying not to spoil that part that i actually don't know i there was another spoiler that got spoiled for me because um you know websites are are great and love just like putting shit right in the headlines and right in the tweets and then everyone just willy-nilly on twitter just fucking tweeting stuff not thinking about other people you're freaking selfish i can't stand it i can't stand all the damn spoiling bullshit can you guys stop like the, the the fucking finale came out like a week ago. There's gotta be like a moratorium. We have to all agree as fans on like a little moratorium on like not talking about it. Like, can we give it maybe a month? Maybe a month. Give people a month to fucking watch it and catch up. The next day, people are just fucking plastering shit all over the internet. It's it's really obnoxious. Um maybe it's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't go on social media, but fucking i do the podcast i have to go on a little bit i gotta see a little bit of what's going on i gotta get those little those little uh you know announcements that happen you know some of those things just come out on twitter boom i need to know the news i need to know it quick but everyone fucking spoils everything so if you're one of those people stop stop it i'm not gonna mute shit you can say oh brett why don't you just block people oh brett why don't you just mute shit No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not muting any words because I'll fucking inevitably forget one and then it'll still come through. And it's just, it's a bunch of baloney. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You do it. So let us know if you'd like to see Secret Wars, if you do want to see that on screen. Um, Yeah. Venom symbiote, right? We got a little bit of that in there. So we could also, that's part of it. That's in there. We got a little Tom Hardy Venom Juice left behind in the MCU, right? Secret Wars. All right. Uh, Now, speaking of Secret Wars, bad transition. It's witch time. So Bayonetta 3 finally has a release date. This is a Platinum Games joint. So they are the developers. Nintendo uh, now publishes uh, as of Bayonetta 2. They publish it, and it's kind of considered like a Nintendo franchise now. It's exclusive to Nintendo at this point. Um, Bayonetta 1 was released on everything. Bayonetta 2, exclusive to Nintendo. Bayonetta 3 is finally coming. We hadn't heard much about it. We have a release date, folks. It's October 28th. The game is also super anime, but it's an awesome action game. I'll be honest. I never played Bayonetta 1. I've only played Bayonetta 2. I have no idea what's going on in the story i have no clue but damn the game is fun to play and it looks really pretty on the switch it's a really good looking game it's fast paced uh 60 frames per second and uh it's just awesome 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 action combat and uh bayonetta is a uh, dope ass character so that's just what it is uh so we got a new trailer to announce the release date Uh, bayonetta once again she's got a new hairstyle she got some new stuff going on uh the big addition to this is they're doing like these big like uh kaiju battles so at certain points you like become or control like some kind of big you know demon from like the witch underworld or whatever and uh that looks awesome and it looks like she can also transform into like different monster-ish creatures and uh i'm excited the game's gonna be dope there's a new character there's a witch in training her name is viola she um you know looks like a like a cool punk sword witch teenager girl um she seems a little uh you know just from the trailer she's like seems a little like stereotypical annoying like brash teenager uh, so like it's very you know a lot of the games that's the only thing the games are very tropey so you kind of get you know w- what they're gonna do you kind of know oh i know this character what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna be like real brash and and and, and that and all that stuff and then they'll get like humbled and then you know that'll be that So, yeah, you don't understand what's happening with that. Um, there's also apparently like multiple Bayonetas in this. I don't know. It's going to be some weird, freaky, weird, you know, dimensional shit or time travel stuff or, or something. I don't know. Um, but it looks awesome. So I'm excited. October 28th. I'm going to pick it up. I love Bayonetta too. I'm going to probably pick this one up too. So Bayonetta, folks. Bayonetta. Dope. 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 Okay. Now moving on. We're on the release date train. Another release date revealed God of War Ragnarok. We finally got the release date Um, after people were, um, you know, kind of being really disgusting to the developers and being like, just give us the release date already. If it's going to get pushed, you're supposed to tell us people like it's fucking entitled. You are such trash if you do that. Also, I'm going to call it out, too. There were people straight up sending like dick pics to female developers on the development team demanding the release date if you do that you are a huge piece of shit and like if you did that and you listen to the show please unsubscribe and don't listen to the show anymore like you are absolute fucking garbage i'm just gonna say it if you are harassing developers over release date they will reveal it when they're damn well ready they don't owe you shit They don't. I know as gamers, we seem very entitled and we want to get everything right away and we want to know when things are coming out. And, you know, I've seen people even going like, I need to plan how I'm going to spend my money. So I need to know when games are coming out. Shut the fuck up, bro. No one owes you a thing just because you pay money for games. Like people act like, oh, I'm paying your paycheck. So you should fucking tell me. No, dude, no one owes you that. These are, they'll release the game when it's fucking ready and when it makes sense for their company. Like, and when, and when it's planned and when it's all well and good, no one owes you shit. Stop being entitled. Stop being weird gatekeepers. Just stop that shit. You make all gamers look bad and you're fucking garbage. So, Hey, just getting real. I'm fired up. It's a fired up Friday. All right. You're fucking garbage. If you do that, leave these people alone. They're, they're literally putting their heart and soul to make these nice games for you. And you are, and you are, just being absolute absolute trash so please don't do that uh god of war anyway god of war ragnarok has a release date it's november 9th 2022 coming very soon Um, i find it interesting that they didn't take the november 11th date that starfield previously occupied they were doing 11 11 22 and um yeah as we know um they ended up releasing uh, unveiling that release date and then like a couple of weeks later they pushed the game into 2023 um they pushed it i think into like summer or something like that if i'm not mistaken it's a it's um a, you know a, a little ways out um but uh you know maybe they just didn't want to be like snarky and take that date so they took november 9th so we're getting god of war ragnarok we got a little 30 second cg trailer and uh the trailer um at the end of it Shows a giant wolf, which, if you know Norse mythology, we know as Fenrir. Now, the interesting thing is, um, so spoilers for God of War. If you haven't played it, I mean, it came out in 2018, so I feel like the moratorium on that one is okay. But it takes place in Norse mythology. There's a little reveal at the end that Atreus, um, um, Kratos' son, is actually Loki um, in Norse mythology. So, if you know a little Norse mythology, Fenrir is actually the son of loki so it kind of doesn't make sense because uh loki or atreus at this point is you know like whatever like a young teen so how he could have had a wolf son is i don't know but also if you even go back to the first game the world serpent which is that big giant snake that you see is also technically in norse mythology loki's son uh um or offspring or whatever whatever you want to call it um so uh yeah if um if you think about it, it kind of might makes your head explode. <laughs> but anyway, well, the, the other thing too, is that this Ragnarok, uh, this, this storyline of, of God of war is, uh, it was intended to be a duology. Um, so it is actually just, uh, this game, the first game and this game, and that's going to wrap up the storyline. So, uh, we should be getting payoffs on some of those little reveals in the first game. And, uh, this should, you know, close the story out and maybe give us some answers on the whole, Fenrir world serpent Loki kid thing you know it's, it's also pro- very very possible and probably what's going to happen is that they are just playing fast and loose with the Norse mythology they're not going like exactly with it or there could be some weird you know time stuff who knows I don't know um we'll see what happens I'm very excited for this game I'm also thinking while I'm off these next two weeks I may do a playthrough of the original God of War um i think i may hop back into that game uh and just do like a a playthrough on hard mode but as a new game plus so i get to carry over all my equipment um i did actually start doing that like months ago i hopped in but i played for like i don't know like two seconds so i think i just got past like the the initial like opening area um so i could probably continue from there but they did do an update so if you are a playstation 5 owner they did i had a 60 frames per second mode so that game just looks fantastic i cannot wait to see how this game looks um it is coming out on playstation 4 and playstation 5 god of war ragnarok they're doing the thing that uh, horizon forbidden uh, west did because obviously it's still hard to get a playstation 5 and there's still a lot more ps4s in the wild so uh hopefully that doesn't hold it back too much and the ps5 version can you know really uh excel in the graphics department um but you know unfortunately when you do some of the last gen stuff it does hold some aspects back i'm expecting this game to be iterative of the first game i think they will clean up a few things i think the game will look a a little prettier on ps5 Um, but i'm mostly in this for the story i'm not expecting this to like reinvent uh what the first game did i'm sure there will be some other little modes and maybe they'll you know clean up some little clunky stuff in combat or puzzle solving and everything uh but for me, it's it's all about the story. So as long as that's good and if the game plays almost even identical to the first one, I, I can I can live with that. Like I'm not expecting a radical reinvention from the sequel. I just want a good, you know, end to the story. Um, so God of War, Ragnarok, November 9th. Get your wallets ready. This fall is turning out to be awesome, and I think there's still going to be a few more little surprises uh, coming our way. From you know, not necessarily from PlayStation, uh, but just in the video game world, I think there's going to be a couple of little sneaky things that that kind of come through. Um, I think Nintendo might have a couple of little secrets up their sleeve. Um, so anyway, we're going to be eating good, folks. We're eating good, and don't be shitty to developers. Please don't do that. Uh, next, speaking, <laughs> I was going to do something. We don't like to punch down on this show, and I was about to punch down and now I'm a hypocrite, but, uh, a trailer came out for Rob Zombie's next film, which is The Monsters. like an origin story for The Monsters, the old, like black and white TV show that, uh, I mean, I personally don't really have any special love for, um, you know, I, I don't know that, I'm wondering who this movie is for, I don't know, like, this is not one of those things that I feel like anyone was clamoring for it to come back, like, like i could think like my parents used to watch the monsters growing up like probably like people my age or a little older that they have parents in like their 60s or 70s like they probably have familiarity for it I-, I could tell you right now i haven't asked him yet but i'm gonna ask my dad but i'm gonna tell my dad that this movie's happening and i'm curious to see if he even gives a shit one iota like that's the that's the crowd you'd be grabbing the nostalgia from and i feel like none of them care or want this uh i don't think anyone loved the monsters that much um as far as a new audience jumping onto it i mean i I don't know i don't know so i don't know if you saw this trailer um it might it just might not be for me right um but if you saw this trailer it's like really it looks like it's made like cheaply like it, it looks like it was made back when the show came out it's in color obviously this time not black and white but it's like an origin story, like uh, Herman Munster meets uh, woman woman Munster. I don't even know her name. Woman Munster <laughs> and her father. Her her father, who's like a vampire. Um, well, she's a vampire too, and her obviously her father's a vampire, the Count. Um, so yeah, it seems like some kind of origin story where they meet and fall in love or something, and uh, it it just looks bizarre. I don't. I just don't know who it's for. I'm not. I, again, we don't want to punch down. We don't want to punch down on this show, but I don't know who it's for. I don't know. It seems really weird. I don't know. It's coming out this fall, I think. And, uh, I guess if, uh, that's something you're, you're into, it's coming out in September. It's coming out in like two months. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, man. The monsters. The monsters. All right. So moving on, speaking of monsters, Gizmo versus Grogu. The the fight we've all been waiting for. Um, So the Gremlins director, Joe Dante, um, straight up says, uh, um, I'm going to give you the quote. Okay. Here's the quote. Joe Dante said, the longevity of the Gremlins movie is really key to this one character, Gizmo, who is essentially like a baby. Which brings me, of course, to the subject of Baby Yoda, who is completely stolen and is just out and out copied. Shamelessly, I would think. Um, so I actually never thought about this before. I don't think maybe I said it on a podcast once, but like it's not something that enters my mind very often. But yeah, I'm looking at a picture of them side by side right now. And they do look very similar. Understand. So I mean, Joe Dante, though, like, I don't know, man, what have you even done lately? And like, Listen, people like the Gremlins a little bit. I don't know. Is, is the Gremlins that big of a popular franchise? Like, yeah, I haven't. I listen, I used to watch the shit out of it when I was little. I watched Gremlins all the time. I have not ever wanted to go back and rewatch it or anything like that. I don't know if there's any, like, real big Gremlins stands out there, but, um, yeah, listen, they're a little similar looking. It's the big ears, but also, like, Yoda had big ears. So, like, that species in its younger form has to have big ears. So, it's a coincidence. They have the big eyes. The mouth's a little similar. But, you know, I don't know. It just it just seems like this guy just wants to get a little press. Like, I don't know. Joe Dante, like, don't be shitting on Grogu. Don't be shitting on Baby Yoda. Um, interesting, though. Interesting comparison. Um. Oh, I didn't even realize. See, this is, I'm so out of touch. So, Gizmo will, will soon be returning in a younger form. I thought he was already young. Um, in Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, a 10 episode animated prequel series set to debut on HBO Max. It's set in 1920s Shanghai and tells the story how a naive 10 year old, Sam Wing, met the young Mogwai known as Gizmo. Um, so, that's happening. That's going to be a thing um don't feed him after midnight so yeah joe dante's mad about it and uh he straight up called it out and uh i mean i'm not saying he's like that wrong but also like your shit's irrelevant and this is star wars so sorry joe dante speaking of joe dante yeah i'm not gonna do that one that's a bad transition but hey uh, something i do really want to talk about is we just got a trailer for the lord of the rings the rings of power Um, so we got a big ass trailer for the new Amazon series that is supposed to be like their game of Thrones. Um, as we know, uh, this takes place in the second age of middle earth. Um, we still don't know that much, but we do know that basically it's about, um, Sauron's, uh, rise to power. And, uh, I guess his first big battle where he gets his butt kicked. Um, so we got a bunch of beautiful shots um, they did shoot a lot of this like on location, I think in like New Zealand and stuff like that. So it does have a similar uh, look and feel to the the films from Peter Jackson. Um, but this is like largely uh, using like a probably not as popular unless you're a big Tolkien fan, um, you know, era. Um, so we get to see elves. We got to see the dwarves. Um, we got to see the men. We got to see the Harfoots. So though for those of you that are not uh, up on your on your. Lord of the Rings, Tolkien lore. Harfoots are one of the three types of hobbits. They're technically a little darker skinned, and I believe they're a little bit uh, on the shorter side. Um, so we do have some some hobbit love in there. Um, yeah, man, it's it's it. It looks awesome. Uh, definitely a lot of CG, of course, because like you know you can shoot on location all you want, but like some of these really fantastical realms and things, you can't like literally build like an entire like elven castle, um, because that would just be too much money. But Amazon spent a lot of money on this. I, I like the look of the show. I'm I'm super excited. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to like get into this one. This is gonna be my my big my big fantasy. Show with too many characters that I get into because I'm actually I've never seen Game of Thrones. Don't tell anyone. I had to have said that before. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Totally would be up my alley. But when everyone got mad at the season finale, it totally killed any steam I had on possibly going to like watch that show. Um, it just totally killed it for me. And maybe I shouldn't let that stop me because I hear like m- almost everything else leading up to it is very, very good. But at this point, I just feel like that ship has sailed. So I'm just going to wait for the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power ship to come on. And I'm going to hop on that ship and ride it into the horizon. That's what I'm going to do. So uh, let me know what you think. I want to I kind of want to see from the listeners like what the hype level is on this. Um, Are you like just like over Tolkien? Do you not like high fantasy? I love high fantasy. Um, What do you think? I'm not like by any means like a Tolkien expert. I haven't read like all the books, you know, but uh, I do very much enjoy all the movies. Um, and uh, I do like just like the high fantasy uh, style. And, and I, I love the story. I think the story is just like it's good old classic fantasy tropes and stuff. And I, I love that. I love all the magic. I love all the wizards. I love all the weird races. That's uh That's my happy place. So Lord of the Rings the rings of power go check out the trailer if you haven't um it's coming out september 2nd on amazon prime so uh we're not actually too far away a couple months away uh next something that i didn't see coming really cool and you know i love it because i'm a diehard nintendo fan uh nintendo acquired uh this animation studio uh called dynamo productions And uh, when that deal uh, completes, which is expected to complete around October, they will be rebranded as Nintendo Pictures. Um, So uh, what this is going to mean, what is this going to do for Nintendo? So obviously they already have a relationship with Universal. Uh, The theme parks are there. Uh, Universal owns Illumination Studios that is working on the Super Mario Brothers movie, the one with Chris Pratt as Mario and a bunch of other great celebrities uh, doing the voices. Um, So that is a thing. That is still happening, um, and uh, this uh, company—I uh, I looked uh, up uh, kind of what they've what they've been involved in. So they've done a, a looks like they've done a lot of uh, anime, um, uh, looks like two D animation, uh, CG animation. They've done some motion capture, so it looks like they're experts in kind of doing animation for all different styles. And uh, you have to imagine Nintendo's trying to get into maybe doing some TV. If listen, if they're doing a movie, they're a hundred percent going to do some TV it makes sense. We had those rumors a long time ago that I I think recently were like kind of confirmed that um, there was a Legend of Zelda TV show in development with Netflix or there were talks about it. And when that leaked, that was happening, Nintendo just said, fuck this and pulled the plug. So I think they want to keep everything as in-house as possible. So there's no leaks and they can kind of plan. So yeah, I mean, listen, I know Isaac will be really happy. I'm sure they were going to Totally do like a Fire Emblem animated TV show or something. I think that would be awesome. I think that sh- that show is a big hit, and I think people would be uh would be very 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 into that. Um, uh, I could see also. I mean, I don't know if you remember because this game didn't do that well, but this game Star Fox Zero came out on the Wii U, and they did actually make um a little anime. Uh, I don't know. I guess was it like just like one episode or something. I'm trying to think if it was more than one. You could actually catch it on YouTube. Star Fox Zero. Um, look it up. It's like a little anime. And it was fucking awesome. Like, I was like, I will watch the show, make the show. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, that happens. They bring that Star Fox uh, anime back because um, it was a really good proof of concept and it was really enjoyable and cool. And I dug it. Um, so that would be, but yeah, I mean, you can, the sky's the limit, right? What they could do with this, you know, the, also the possibility this would fall under, you know, maybe making content for the theme park. So they could have a little videos and advertisements and screens and like little things going on for like the rides. Um, I would assume there's like little, like, you know, animated things happening around you to like immerse you in the park. So that's something that they could be contributing to. Um, like I said, obviously TV shows um, possible. They could be helping with stuff for games. Maybe Nintendo wants to up the, you know, production of some of the animation in some of their games um or like cutscenes and stuff like that so they could be bringing in this team's expertise to do that um so there's yeah there's a lot of implications for this but yeah that not you know nintendo's interesting because like you know like microsoft and sony are going up just gobbling up companies buying activision buying you know there's rumors that square enix wants to get bought and then obviously if they're gonna it's probably gonna be sony um you know, all that's happening. Nintendo, you know, quietly bought next level games. who made Luigi's Mansion 3 and and just uh, recently released um, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, obviously very talented studio. They worked very well with them. They ended up acquiring them, but they're not on like a crazy thing, but Nintendo's, you know, they're, they want to expand their IP. They're very, they're very shrewd and careful about what they do. And then they just kind of, you know, quietly like, suck this company up and you gotta, and you know, listen, it's going to be called Nintendo pictures. So like, what, what do you think they're doing? They're going to do more movies, more TV shows and expand that IP uh, to bring in more revenue. And I listen, Nintendo has some of the most recognizable, incredible IPs on the planet. Um, so it, it makes sense that they would do this and, you know, hopefully it's something that, uh, they can have some success with and they, and they do, they do it right. You know? So I'm actually pretty pumped for that. Um if you are a Nintendo fan like me, I would love to hear um some ideas of like what you think uh you'd like to see come out of this uh this deal. Um what types of shows, what type of co- types of content um like I said I, I already think Fire Emblem is like a no brainer. I 100% think that's happening. I mean, it's 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 anime. <laughs> it's like a legit anime. The games are super anime. They have a lot of like dialogue and cutscenes, so like it makes uh and there's so many characters. It makes perfect sense to to bring that. But um and my my pipe dream is that the Star Fox that animated Star Fox uh show um wasn't even a show. It was like I said just like one little like I don't know, it's like a 15 minute thing. If that um that they released uh, you know as a promotional thing but that would be really really cool um it seems like they they could do something in the splatoon world too they built out a lot of lore for that that's a big popular franchise they could use that to draw um earthbound uh since we're not getting any new games which is the mother series um could be really cool if they they did a series like that i feel like that would really work well in animation um how funny would it be if uh, you know, we're always clamoring and asking for uh, Mother 3 to be re-released and they won't do it for whatever reason, how funny would it be if they just like make like, an anime or a show for that? And they're like, you wanted Mother 3? We've finally given it to you. And it's just a fucking show of the story of that game. Um, I don't know if people would be pissed or excited or both, but um, that seems like a very Nintendo thing to do. So yeah, you have that. I mean, I don't know. They could revive, uh, you know, some – there was an F-Zero anime. They could bring that back. Um, That was cool. They have some franchises that, like, maybe they don't know what to do with them for games, but, like, they could revive them in some fashion uh, this way. And uh, that could also maybe spark interest in making a new game in that series. So I'm curious, like, how they're going to utilize this, like, strategically. Um you know, and, uh, you know, maybe having stuff like come out, you know, when our game releases and just have like this like whole cross media, you know, plan um, could be a lot of promising stuff coming out. I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, you could tell I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, and folks, um, I am bad and did not prepare well, but I'm going to bring up. We actually had some listener questions. Which, remember folks you can always email us at the fanboy podcast um, at gmail.com and ask us questions you can also tweet at us at the fanboy show um, or you could tweet directly at Mario at uh, uh, at Superman on film or you can tweet at me at super Brecon and uh, you know I love to get questions from you guys absolutely love it and uh, I'm going to pull up my inbox now because I, I forgot and then I remembered. Okay. So um, have a, a, a bunch of questions in here. Um, there is a few. There's actually one in here in particular that I think I will wait for Mario because I think um, I would really like him to weigh in on it. Um, but yeah, we have uh, from Tan Eugene or Tan Eugene. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, But thank you, Tan, for um, contacting us. So Tan says, Ever since Superman the movie and Man of Steel came out, why has Warner Brothers still having a very hard time planning to do another Superman movie? Shouldn't the Superman franchise have the same love and respect like the Spider-Man movies and the Batman movies currently have? Very curious to hear your thoughts. Now, um, I feel like there's been a – we've definitely kind of like – danced around this and, and talked about it on the show before. But um, I think that's about to change just because of the news we have coming out that they are fast tracking a Superman film and the new the new guard with David Zaslav and Discovery coming into Warner Brothers Discovery and taking over. Um, I think he felt the same way as you, uh, Tan. Tan Eugene or Eugene Tan. Maybe it's Eugene Tan. The way your name shows up is, is Tan Eugene. It's probably Eugene Tan. So I, I'm, I'm – listen, we're, 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 doing it in real time, guys. We're figuring out in real time. So I'm going to call you Eugene and hopefully I, I got it right this time. Uh, so Eugene, I think, uh, they had the same thoughts of you. I think this guy, David Zaslav came in and he said to them, what the fuck are you doing? Why can't you get a Superman movie off the ground? He is the superhero. He's like the first superhero. He is the one, he is the one that all other superheroes were like, you know, born out of, uh, basically. So why do you not have something in production why is he languishing why did you do what you did with him <laughs> in the previous <laughs> iterations um so i i think it was just i think it was like just a lot of things i think obviously um and I, not to like i'm not blaming Zack snyder so like yeah please don't take this out of context but you know i don't know that his take on Superman was a little polarizing, right? I think some people absolutely love it. Um, and I'm one of them that I, I do like man of steel is like my favorite Superman movie. Um, really. Uh, so I think there are people that love it. I think there are people that kind of hated it or not hated it, but like, were a little disappointed by it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that might've also sunk, uh, people's faith in the character because, the reception or and the money maybe wasn't as much as they thought with Superman like that character like should be raking in billions of dollars and um I think the studio yeah I I think Snyder had a very specific interpretation of it that was polarizing and then when the studio saw the results of that I think they just kind of got confused on on and, and were I think they were kind of like shocked that like oh why is this not working I mean, people don't like Superman anymore I think they got kind of cold feet and they didn't really know how to figure out the character um you know obviously mario and i love superman lois and i think they absolutely nail the character on that show you know you know uh you know to each their own you might not agree but i for me that is like i think he's i've said it before he's my superman like he he totally embodies the character for me and what that character stands for i think that show does an amazing job so um with the success of that you know I think uh, hopefully the powers that be are seeing that and how that ca- how it's working out for them and how the character is displayed there and that they can translate that to a successful uh, film. Yeah, because you're absolutely right, Eugene. Uh, they should uh, he should be getting the same love and respect as Spider Man and Batman and, and all that. Um, if not more, you know he's he's like the face of, of of DC. I mean, arguably people say Batman's kind of the face of DC now. I mean, his Detective Comics and you know he's obviously the the character that they keep. Going back to that, well, you know, for better or for worse for some people, I love Batman. So give me all the Batman, but some people are, are sick of Batman, uh, you know, understandably he's always in the forefront, but yeah, it's time for Superman to shine. So, um, I, I think the old guard had a lot of trouble with that. Um, I think the new guard, uh, understands that they need to have a, a Superman in there. That's like, you know, leading the charge. And I think that's what's happening. I know we commented on some rumors a few weeks ago, um, you know that uh, you know the Tanahisi uh, code script was done, but now they're gonna kind of do some rewrites and uh, but yeah, I I think we'll I don't know if we'll hear I would love to hear something by the end of this year at least have like a casting or some kind of idea on the plot. We'll see, but uh, I think we'll see something by like I think it's likely we'll see a Superman film by 2024. I think realistically they can get something shot next year and then 2024 get it up into the theaters. So. I don't think we're, you know, two years away is. It kind of feels like a lot, but I, I think we're. It's it feels very far away, but it's also very close. Um, so I, I think, uh, Eugene, that uh, they will figure it out. I think this new guard is going to figure it out. Um, now, Eugene. You also sent us another question. Thank you. I appreciate all these questions. Seriously, like you can send us multiple questions because some weeks we don't get questions. I'll be honest. We don't, you know, so please do it. Well, we'll I love to talk about this stuff. We love to answer the questions. Um, so now uh, Eugene asks us here. Ever since Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out, what are the possibilities with Sam Raimi directing a Spider-Man movie again? It would be great to see Sam Raimi coming on board as the director for the fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um So I believe Sam Raimi has commented on this, and he said, like, never say never, and uh, he seemed to have a really good time on the Multiverse of Madness. He seemed to enjoy No Way Home and getting to see, you know, uh, ostensibly his his villains from his film. I mean, it was his Green Goblin, his Doc Ock, um, and Tobey Maguire in there. And I think that kind of reinvigorated him a bit. Um, I don't see, personally, I don't know... If you would come back and do a Spider Man movie. Well, if you would come back to a Spider Man movie, I think it would be maybe like a continuation of the Toby Maguire one. I would like I would wanna see him like come back and 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 like hook us up with like older Toby Maguire Spider-Man that's, you know, married to Mary Jane. Um, maybe he has his daughter like in the comics, um, and do something like that and do like uh like an older um you know spider-man that's dealing with family and stuff like that because we haven't seen that on screen yet i don't see him coming to direct the tom holland one um honestly uh i feel like um i wonder what's even gonna happen with the fourth tom holland movie but yeah i don't i don't see sam raimi coming to do that one um if, if they announced that i wouldn't be like upset or mad but i feel like if he's gonna go do a spider-man movie again my opinion i think he would he would bring back uh you know his his kind of version of the universe and now that we have the multiverse um, he could totally do that. And that can just coincide with everything. So you get the best of both worlds. You get the Tom Holland who Tom Holland Spider-Man who basically at the as as of the end of No Way Home um, has finally struck like the the typical status quo of Peter Parker Spider-Man, where he's like just kind of like a nobody and he's got no fancy he's got the homemade suit, no fancy, you know, things uh, you know, it's just, it's just him, you know, uh, struggling to get by, which is like, you know, the Peter Parker status quo that we all know and love. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we, we got that glimpse of Toby in no way home. And, you know, he mentioned that, you know, he's still with Mary Jane and stuff like that. I wonder if Kirsten Dunst would come back. There could be a really cool story to tell there. So if anything, I think Sam Raimi would come back to revisit his Spider-Man universe. I don't see him doing the Tom Holland one. Um, but yeah, if it does happen, that's cool. I think it's great. Um, although I will say, you know, even though multiverse of madness was definitely more horror tinged, and that's more Sam Raimi's thing, Sam Raimi didn't really do horror stuff in in the Spider-Man trilogy that he directed, but, um, the editing was a little crazy and all over the place in multiverse of madness. And I don't know if that's like, do I blame that on the editor? Do I blame that on Sam Raimi? But some of that was like a little, there was just parts of that movie that were like a little like ugh, uneven for me, um, even though I enjoyed it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Eugene, Eugene. I got a third question from you and i'm baby we're doing it eugene you're getting you're getting all the questions this week because i like them you have good questions you have great questions i love them uh tom cruise did an incredible job in movies like the mission possible top gun maverick jack reacher and edge of tomorrow is it very likely that he'll be joining the john wick franchise it will be great to see tom cruise playing as the main villain in john wick chapter five so um It's interesting uh, you asked this question too, kind of funny. So um, I love Tom Cruise, big fan. Um, uh, Mickey Rourke recently, he was on some show and he made a comment on Tom Cruise and he said that – I don't know the exact quote but he more or less said that like Tom Cruise plays the same character. He just plays Tom Cruise in every movie and he doesn't challenge himself anymore. So he threw some shade at him. And I love Tom Cruise, and I I think he does challenge himself, but maybe in the more physical, the stunt realm. Um, But, he, you know, I think it's it's fair to say that Tom Cruise has a type, a character that he plays. And, you know, the last time we really saw him do something, like, really, really, really different was uh, the movie Uh, Collateral, uh, where he is a villain, like a hitman in that. And that's Tom Cruise, like, really – doing something a little different and really engaging, really, really good. So um, we've seen him as a villain before, and uh, I think that would be really cool. I would love to see him in the John Wick franchise, like him and Keanu Reeves going at it and, like, both of them doing their crazy stunts and, like, fighting and all that stuff. That would be a really – and it would be a cool thing to see Tom Cruise just being a villain, chewing scenery, you know, and, and really just, like, being – not his normal self. So that would, I, I am all about this idea. I love this idea, Eugene. I, I hope I, I, you know, from, from your lips to God's ears, as they say, um, I hope that happens, but, um, yeah, I would love to see Tom Cruise like start, especially now that he's wrapping up the Mission Impossible franchise, like this part one, part two, Dead Reckoning. Um, I just like that, that's pretty much going to be the, the end for him. So I hope that maybe after that, he'll, maybe he'll want to go and start doing some like weirder, like different types of movies and different types of characters. Because I think, I think he actually is a very, very talented actor and he's very good and solid in all of his films. That's because he's a good actor, not because he's, you know, some people say like, you know, when I got, when someone plays like, you know, a similar character type all the time, you just go out oh, the only thing they can do, but. The reason his movies keep making money and doing well is because he's fucking good at it. It's not because he's not talented and can only play that one type of character. He's really fucking good at it, though. Like, I'm, I'm still not sick of him playing that character, whether he's just playing badass Tom Cruise, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sick of it because he's always good. He's always reliable. He always delivers. So, you know, um, it's weird. It's a weird thing, right? Like, I, I don't know. You could bash him for it. You could... Praise him for it, like being just being consistent. That's not that's not easy. It's not easy. Listen, I come from the acting world. I've never done any big. Listen, I've never done any big, big, big things. I've done like all pilot, done a lot of theater. You know what I mean? But uh, I studied it. Like I have a degree in it. Um, I I love it. I I mean, I could sit there and just examine and watch. You know, actors and their faces like all day. Um, As you probably know, I'm always like. I can, just, I could just watch this, you know, this, this show stunk, but I love that actor. and I could watch him all day. I will find something to love, even if it's just latching onto a performance. So yeah. So, I mean, you can say, you can bash him all you want, but he's always good. He's always consistent. He always delivers. But yes, I would love to see him. Like, you know, one of the most fun things I, I should mention too, obviously was, um, you know, it was a comedy role and it was like a smaller part, but Tropic Thunder where Tom Cruise played, uh, was it Len, Len Wiseman or whatever? Um, I hope I got the name right hysterical really weird really out of character for tom cruise but i mean it wasn't like a you know sink your teeth in like kind of role it was just something like really goofy but yeah i want to see him do some weird ass shit like i want to see him really go out there and and try something different or you know or return to being a villain i think i think he'd be he's really really good at that he's just got like an intensity about him um that i appreciate and like he just you know he's a hard-working guy and he commits so like what else more could you ask for um and, yeah, there's one other question, but I'm going to save it. I'm going to save this question for when Mario returns. Um, this is from Mike Lee. So, Mike Lee, I want to you know I did get your email. We did receive it. I'm going to save it for Mario. You have an awesome, awesome, awesome question slash topic in here, and it's something I've never given thought to before. And also it's um, – amazing that we have a listener from china i had no idea we had a listener from china that's fucking cool so we're, we're international fanboy podcast is international that is really cool mike uh thank you for reaching out and um when mario returns we will definitely get to this question i want him to weigh in on this i think it's important that uh, that we both i don't think i will do it um you know 100 percent justice maybe I'll get 70% of the way. there. But Mike, thank you for reaching out and uh, hang tight. We will get to that question next week. I promise. Um, Eugene, thank you for your trifecta of amazing topics and questions this week. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, it really got me thinking and it was a pleasure to uh, hear from one of our listeners. Really awesome stuff. I love that. Uh, now, before we wrap up today, folks, before we wrap up, I want to talk about The Boys Season 3 finale. So spoilers for The Boys Season 3 finale. If you have not watched it, go away. Turn it off. Come back after you watched it. Um, Just want to give just some quick – I'm not going to go like crazy. Just some quick reactions. Uh, So my quick reaction uh, overall is that Season 3 of The Boys was fucking awesome. It was – Pretty much perfect. Like there there were no filler episodes in my opinion. Every episode was a banger. It all moved the story forward. Um, and uh, as crazy as the season started out with a lot of wild shit that I've never seen before on television, um, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, spoiler, spoilers if you haven't seen any of the boys, uh, spoilers. But, um, you know, we st- opened up the first episode with, uh, you know, uh, the Termite uh, who's like an Ant-Man analog um, you know, uh, shrinking down and going into um, a man's penis and then sneezing and growing big while inside of him and exploding the guy into pieces. So like that, the season started out with that. Um, there was just a lot of crazy shit, um, as you expect, very bloody, very violent. Um, and then uh, we get to a season three finale that still had, you know, all the fighting, the violence, all that stuff, but was like, it felt like a lot more mature and, um, yeah, more, a little more like serious. And, and uh, yeah, it was just an amazing season. I mean, the Trump analog with Homelander, you can't be avoided. Um, kind of amazing, uh, that they, they pulled that off. I thought it worked really, really well. Um, you know, just like him doing like these crazy, crazy acts and then being like, totally like, like, uh, what do you call it? Like put on a pedestal for it. Like you just murdered a guy straight up because he threw something like at his son, he, like melted a guy's head in front of everybody and everyone's cheering. Um, and mother's milk, uh, his wife's like, um, new husband, I think, isn't it Todd? I think he has a bad name like Todd, Todd. Um, yeah, he just, what a piece of shit, right? Um, yeah, the season, I think it was tremendous. And I, I thought the way that the series, uh, the, the season finale ended. Uh, so we had the big showdown with, uh, sold, we had the big reveal the second, the last episode that soldier boy is technically the biological father of Homelander, um, which is a twist. And that's something that's not in the comics, I believe. Uh, and, uh, we did, um, you know, Homelander got Ryan, his son and tried to like make that familial connection, uh, with, uh, soldier boy to kind of be like, Hey, it's our grandson and like do that. And then soldier boy, just like the epitome of toxic masculinity, right. (laughs) Just being like, you're a pussy, (laughs) like just totally being like, like, I don't even, I reject you as my son. Like, I can't believe I produced you almost, uh, which really I think cut the Homelander's heart and they have like a big old fight. And then, uh, you know, kind of everyone realizing in a way that they 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 need to stop Soldier Boy. The whole plot was to get Soldier Boy to kill Homelander. And then they finally get to the end and realize, like, we fucking have to protect and save Homelander. Or, like, like what are we? <laughs> you know, if we do that, we let that. So uh, we get that awesome fight between them. Uh, we get uh, Maeve. Getting a fucking throwdown with Homelander and an awesome fight. She almost, you know, you know, defeated him. She really took him out. Uh, he takes one of her eyes out, which was particularly woo. I was like, oh God, that was bad. He stuck like his thumb in her eyeball and crushed her eyeball. Um, you know, and uh, but then she is the real hero. And as Soldier Boy is about to like nuke everybody with his like weird nuke chest, um, she grabs him and jumps out the window, and uh you know, saves everybody basically. So she's actually the only like hero there. Um, which is amazing. We had to see some cool stuff. Starlight, if she absorbs enough studio light power, <laughs> or I guess any light she can actually fly. So her, her power levels are way more beyond than, uh, anything we thought, um, you know, and she actually, you know, stunned and kind of like knocked uh, soldier boy out a little bit, uh, to get him out of the fight. Uh, but yeah, that, that I'm like rambling a little bit. Um, cause I did watch it like, I don't know. It's been, a week or so uh but yeah overall i thought it was like a really really strong finale um they left it off in a really cool place um you know for next season and uh you know uh yeah billy butcher got a he's terminal unless they reverse that because you know superhero stuff comic movie stuff but he's terminal from doing the compound v uh or the v whatever it was called but he was injecting that stuff to and uh, apparently his brain is just uh melting into goo. Um, he stopped, uh, you know, Huey from doing it, um, in without, instead of just telling him, uh, he just did it in his own butcher fashion by punching him and knocking him out and lock him in the bathroom. But, uh, yeah, overall, aw- like awesome season. Every episode was awesome. Great finale. And, uh, I am very excited for season four of that show. Um, I think, uh, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, I think no one does unhinged better than him. Like he is, he is. He is terrific to watch. Like all of his just little facial, you know, twitches and like little like little like ticks and stuff is is really 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 something to watch. He, he's he's incredible. And now he's going to turn his son into a piece of shit. So, uh, so that's season three. So my reaction is it's fucking awesome. I'm sorry I rambled. My thoughts are all over the place. There were a lot of moments I really enjoyed and liked. Um, I don't feel like I articulated myself as well as I wanted to, but, um, um, I don't know. I just don't have the words right now and I just did an hour by myself. So amen. Amen to me. Uh, all right, folks. Well, that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Fanboy podcast. I thank you for joining me on this wonderful episode 156. Um, like I said, please, uh, give love and positive thoughts, uh, to Mario, either just mentally through the universe or, you know, definitely, um, send him some love and encouragement. Um, on twitter uh you know for the passing of his abuela um but thank you guys for bearing with me thank you for listening to me say um a bunch of times and uh you know i appreciate all the love you show me um as uh you know i've kind of like uh, for me it's always like this has always been mario's show and then i've just he brought me was kind enough to bring me in on it Um, he wanted to, you know, make it more of a discussion and not always do like a solo one. And, uh, you know, especially in the last couple of weeks, just because of scheduling and stuff, I've been here. Uh, I know, I know, listen, I know a lot of you come here for Mario because Mario has a little more insider information, a little more inside scoops. He's the Superman guy. And, um, I know he's built a lot of trust over the years and been doing this for a long time, but, uh, I, I really uh, feel honored to be a part of the show. And I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, even in the weeks when he's not here, you allow me to come on here and, uh, and, uh, you know, regale you with all the, the great news and information. Um, so no, I really appreciate, uh, the support from everybody. Um, I do miss him though. When he's not here, I miss him because I love bouncing off back and forth with Mario and I, it it definitely enriches the conversation to hear different points of view or, you know, if I say something that gets his brain going or vice versa, and then we extrapolate. And that's always, that's always the fun thing about podcasts. Um, you know, today was a little fast and loose, covered a lot of topics though, and I'm very happy with it. So anyway, folks, um, remember the fanboy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can, that's not the right one. Hold on, hold on. There you go. And you can send us those emails or you could tweet at us at the Fanboy show. You could tweet Mario at Superman on film. You could tweet me at super Brecon. Any of those ways you can get to us, give us a topic, give us a suggestion, uh, you know, give us a question, give us some love, please. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't hit that little bell and, 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 you know, get those alerts when we upload a new, uh, a new uh, video or something, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us reviews. Um, the reviews help us in the algorithm and then our show comes up more in searches and then more people can do it. Uh, please share with your friends. Please, please. Word of mouth is like the greatest gift you can give. Tell everyone about the podcast. And, um, that's it for this week, folks. So, uh, As we always say, be kind and stay fanboy. Adios.